I want to tell the story of Christmas first. It's the first thing I want to do. And um, I'm going to do it with a little help. It's a familiar story. It's a very familiar story. It has little to do with reindeers, pulling sleighs, and flakes of snow. Who likes flakes? Some chocolate. I'm going to. I realise it's dark out there, so if I hurt someone, please forgive me. But once upon a time, some 2,000 years ago, a young girl called Mary, she heard a whisper. She heard the whisper from the angel Gabriel that she was to be the mother of God's son. But how could this be? Having a baby out of wedlock would certainly make everyone in the village snicker. This is heavy, so... (laughs) By order of the government... Joseph had to return with Mary to the town where he was born, and that was Bethlehem, which was miles away. So, with hardly a dime to their name... Actually, I've got a couple more of those. I don't know whether anyone likes those. Oh, oh they've, got, they've got lots. I'm trying not to throw them too hard. So they had to walk most of the way to Bethlehem. It was a long journey for a young girl so heavily pregnant, but Joseph thought that Joseph thought that a break have a Kit Kat. <laughs> oh, oh I missed everybody there. Thought that would do them good. It was a tough journey and Joseph desperately tried to find a room, a place to stay when they got to Bethlehem. But club, after club, after club, said no room here. Eventually they were offered the chance to stay in an outhouse of a local pub. It was no hotel on Quality Street. I am not throwing these. (laughs) Pass them around. (laughs) Oh, I love doing this. And so it was that there in the inn, the baby was born. He was named Jesus, which means saviour. Now, that night, there were some shepherds. They heard music in the sky. Glory to God in the highest and of the highest heaven and peace on earth. They said, come on, let's go to Bethlehem and see what's happened there. So they climbed on their caramels. It's as close as I could get. Whoa. And set off. When they arrived, they found Joseph, Mary and the baby who was laid in a manger. It was a horrible place, smelly and dirty. Not really a fit place for a king. They, however, were filled with wonder. Could this be the one the prophets had foretold? Anyway, it was getting late. It was after eight, in fact. I'm not throwing these either. Let's start these from over here. There we go. 
It was after eight, in fact. So the shepherds returned to the hills. Meanwhile, in a far country, some wise men. They were real smarties. (laughs) Where haven't I thrown any? They were busily, they were busy scanning the galaxy. Some more for the back there. There we go. When they saw a bright star near the Milky Way. Oh. Was it Mars? I don't know who's this way well watch out it's dark over there no it was a star shining with extraordinary extraordinary brilliance way out to the east so the smarties I'm one pack short so hang on there realised that the star signalled the birth of a new king. They travelled hard and arrived at King Herod's palace. Now these guys were not not embarrassed to uh, hobnob with royalty. Look, they were doing a lot of hobnobbing. Lots and lots of it. Lots and lots. And Herod was really interested. A prince has been born in the land, you say? Now, he was a little bit odd, and he tried to fudge the issue (laughs) by saying... You like fudge, do you? There you go. By saying that he wanted to worship the baby who had been born as king of the Jews. But Herod had a very short temper. His anger exploded, and he ordered the smarties... About some smarties there, ready? He ordered the smarties to report the baby's whereabouts. So, travelling on their caramels, camels, the wise men, the wise men, I didn't throw that one. The wise men came to Bethlehem. They found Joseph, Mary and the child and offered their bounty. Frankincense, myrrh and gold. (laughs) Sorry, no gold. (laughs) Then God warned them in a dream that Herod was up to his old twicks again. Seeking the child's life, so they returned to their own country by another route. And that's the end of that story. I've still got a few left here. Who hasn't had who hasn't had any? Which one would you prefer? Which one would you like? Orange ones or a hobnob? Who else hasn't had any? You had some, you've had some. You've had some. Anybody else? 
Oh, and hopefully the oh, hopefully the quality streets and after eights are still going around. So. The worst thing about that is I've thrown it all away and I don't have any for myself. I didn't hear that. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So, that is why we're all here today, to celebrate this birth. Now, I'm sorry it's all gone. I don't know whether you saw the invites for today's uh, carol service. When I first saw these invites, I got really, really excited. Very excited by these. Now, you might say, well, of course, it's Christmas. But actually, those van on there. There's a camper van. And um, I love camper vans. Um, And I got really excited about it. So I'm going to just spend a few minutes now talking to you about camper vans. Because I figured that, given that it's on the invite, that's what I'm supposed to do. So, to start with, here's a picture of mine. This is Vince. Uh, We bought Vince a few months ago, and uh, we really love Vince. He's 32 years old, so he's very old, but he's running well. And um, over the course of the coming year, Vince is going to take me and my family on lots of journeys We're going to go all over the place in Vince, in this country, maybe even abroad. Who knows if he can manage to go that far. Now, you go on a journey in these. You don't go very fast, but you do go on a journey. And it's lots of fun. Now, don't worry. This isn't all about camper vans. Don't don't panic. I know some of you would like that, but not today. You see, at Christmas, and here's the tenuous link, there are lots of journeys So who is travelling somewhere this Christmas? Who's going to travel this Christmas? Yeah, a few people, not as many as I expected. Um, A few years ago, there was a survey done, and it showed an expected 31 million car journeys over the Christmas period, which is why you've all sensibly decided not to, or many of you. And we know that very first Christmas, that story I just told, was full of journeys too. Mary and Joseph travelled to Bethlehem because of the census that they needed to be a part of. And they went by foot and and donkey, which is even slower than my camper van. The shepherds were told of the birth of a king. And so they went on a journey to see him. And the wise men, those real smarties, they journeyed a long way to see the birth of a king The birth of a king. Who was that king? That king was Jesus. But why was a king born in the manner and place that he was? Well, the Bible tells us. And the words from the Bible will be up on the screen now as well. And this is from a book in the New Testament called Philippians. And it says, Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus laid aside all the glory of heaven to come to earth, to come on a journey. He came on a journey to us. 
in a very humble form, the form of a baby. How more vulnerable could he be? In the Middle East, which even today and even back then was troubled. And he was born in some very basic accommodation. Why? Why did Jesus come on this journey? Jesus was God. He could have swept down in majesty and just taken over. In fact, there were many that were hoping that's exactly what he would do. Waiting for their saviour to come and just get rid of the oppression of the day. But Jesus came in very, very different circumstances. Why was that? Well, after hearing all those stories, hopefully you're beginning to understand that Jesus has an interest in us. God has an interest in us. And he came in a way that we could identify with him. He looked just like us. He had the same vulnerabilities that we had. He got hungry. He got tired. He came so we could start to identify with a God who we may have felt in the past was too lofty for us, too far away. But actually, he was never lofty or far away, and he proved it by coming as one of us, as a man. And he didn't stay a baby. It's good to celebrate. He reached people's lives. He healed people then. He rescued damaged people. He reached out to outcasts, and we've heard today he's doing exactly the same. He lived a life that we could only aspire to. But his journey didn't end there. Because while Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus, we do so looking forward to Easter. The time where Jesus dies a horrible death on a cross. Even though he'd done nothing wrong. Why did his journey lead him there? Because that life that life he lived that we couldn't live led to a death that we should have had. Because of our turning away from God, because in the, as you saw in the video, our wrongdoing, that's where we were headed. That's what we deserved. But, but his journey didn't end on the cross. It didn't end in death. He rose to life. He conquered death. That's why we still celebrate the birth of this child from 2,000 years ago. Because he did something different. That's why we still talk about Jesus. And guess what? His journey didn't even end there. He's alive today, as we've heard. And offers that death-defeating life to each one of us. To every one of us. Those verses I read from the Bible, they're followed up by a few more verses That say this, they're on the screen. Therefore God has highly exalted him. This is Jesus. Highly exalted Jesus and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. We sang about this. So that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. That's what we're doing today. We're giving glory to God the Father because of what Jesus has done, because of what he did for us. Let me finish by asking you a question. What about your journey? Where have you come from and where are you going? And does it include Jesus? 
Not just as a Christmas thing, not as a token gesture for Christmas. That's not what I'm on about. But a journey that involves Jesus day to day, every day. Do you know him? Because he wants to know you. That baby that was born thousands of years ago, who was God in the form of man, wants to be a part of your journey, wants to be a part of your life. Whether you're a Christian now and you know that and you understand that and you believe that, what part of your journey is changing this coming year? Where is God taking you? What adventures has he got for you? These aren't adventures in a camper van necessarily, but what adventures has God got for you? And if you don't know Jesus, if you've never considered him before, what about considering him this Christmas? What about taking some time to include him in your journey, in where you're going, in what you're doing? Because he wants that. This Christmas, make it the Christmas that you allow him to catch you up in the greatest journey and adventure that you could ever imagine. If you want to do that today, then just just chat to someone. Just whoever brought you, whoever you came with, or me, or anyone you've seen up here, we'd love to talk to you about that and explain it further because I've only been able to explain it for a short while today. And, uh, and I hope that helps.